expert and consumer advocate, Ron Siegel. And hello again. Welcome to Ron Siegel Radio. This is the show with no real boundaries as we discuss current events, financial markets, politics, sports, even poking fun at the rest of the media. This is the show that connects the dots of... Confusion take how your family or business can benefit from current events, most of as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day. We have a very focused show. We only chat about items that affect the roof over your head, your bank account, and anything I feel would benefit you. But before we get into our intriguing content today, please join me in welcoming our featured guest. I got a bad feeling about this. Lisa Dunn is in the house. Welcome. I had, you know, I, I, my, my soundboard is a little quiet here today. I got a bad feeling about this. But they, they still know that you're with us, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning, Ron. How are you today? I am doing wonderful. So it's going to be a great day. We've got a great broadcast lined up. Got and me. the fascinating part <laughs> is whenever Lisa Dunn is in the house, we really never exactly know what direction the broadcast will go. But let me remind you, if you ever have any more finance-related questions, I am the consumer advocate looking out for you. And you can reach out to me directly, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990, or com. Just remember, that's the number you call any time for assistance. When you call that number, it comes directly to me first. There are no operators standing by. I am it. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. While I do have a great team, when it comes to developing a financing plan or plan to save you money, I personally work with you. Even if you don't have any needs today, save this number in your phone for future reference, 800-306-1990, And uh, yes, of course, I've got, got a little bit of technical problems here on my computer. It does not seem to want to do as I ask. Ask it's doing what it, I don't know. The computers they, they do what you what you tell them to do instead of what you want them to do. They have no mind reading capabilities, and sometimes that is enough to drive you a little crazy. But let's look and see. Uh, speaking of crazy, uh, let's see. National Skilled Trades Day is today. I, I don't know about this one. They they, they put these out. Well, well in advance, today is National Bike to School Day. Now, obviously, if you bike to school there today, you're probably not going to find anybody home, but that's just a different story. No, so I don't know if you're going to want to be going and doing any bike. You pull the bike out of the garage circle and come home. There we go. Okay, pull the bike out of the garage circle and come home. Gotcha. I think we'll stick. You know something? We should celebrate this one. Today is National Nurses Day. So the nurses out there, they're on the front lines working their tails off, doing some great stuff. National Beverage Day. Uh, I think I'll have a beverage. It might not. It's not too early to have a beverage yet, is it, Lisa? I think we can do that. Every day right now is National Beverage Day. <laughs> you know, I, I used to say that I drank coffee until it was time for wine. Now I just go straight to the wine and say, forget about the coffee. But that is a different story. Holy, you got an opaque mug there. There, I don't believe that's coffee. No way in the world. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, having beaten anorexia, we know what I am going to be looking into today because, you know, it's just the way we do it. So today is also, my drummer is pretty slow here today. Crepe Suzette Day. Having beaten anorexia once again, I will stick with crepe Suzettes, although I would have any kind of a crepe. There are some places where you can go and get some really, really good crepes, right? I mean, you get the ones with the whipped cream and you get them with, uh, what is that, Nutella, something like that. I prefer the same. I like all of Say that again. I prefer the savory crepes myself. Savory crepes. Savory. I didn't know there were any crepes that were not savory, but that just sweet. shows where I come savory. from. Savory. You eat the sweet ones, I'll take the savory ones. We're all good. Absolutely. And and that's why you're nice and thin and I look like a building one walking in. Just just throw just throwing that out there. Let's take a look and see what the markets are doing today. They've been all over the board as per usual. So the Dow Jones Industrial Average, now it's down 64 points. S&P 500 down 204. NASDAQ is up 79.70. Oil's down $1.33 a barrel. We'll also look and see where are we are. 10-year Treasury up five basis points, 0.718. Fascinating to me. If you just think about these numbers, right, when I just read these numbers off to you, and I say that the Dow Jones is down 63. It was up over 100 earlier in the day. The S&P is down 0 0.64, 0 0.70, and the NASDAQ is way up. If I would have said to you that on a day, any day in our history, when at the same time, the rounding part of our ADP jobs number, just the rounding part of the number, would send the market into a free fall. Right? We got the ADP jobs report today, and we lost during the prior month 20,236,000 jobs. Now, if I said to you that we lost 36,000 jobs any time in the last 11 or 12 years, the market would have been down you know, 3 4%, 5%. If I would have said to you the revision was 36,000 jobs, the market would have been down. Then you think about, okay, two, 200,000, again, just the, the rounded part, 200,000. What would that have done to a, a, the Dow Jones and the S&P 500? Yet the economy, private employers slashed 20.2 million jobs. And the market is fairly flat. I mean, whenever you look at a market that is at 23, 24,000 and you got less than a quarter of a percent change, we can call that flat, right? That's what the market is doing right now. That's where we're at right now. So the market is just shrugging off all of this news. You saw that Disney came out and their earnings report was not good. Market shrugs that one off. What is driving all of this, right? It's, I, I think it's it's not really a complacency. What it is is, well, maybe we're just numb or, as Lisa and I talked about a little bit ago, maybe people just started drinking early. I don't know. I just throw that out there, right? We got a, a, a cruise ship, a cruise line, Norwegian Cruise Line says that they're going to probably file for bankruptcy. They didn't even mention the idea that it could be Chapter 11 reorganization. They just said, we're looking at filing bankruptcy. Now, 
I'm going to throw this out there. I know there's going to be people that don't like what I have to say. And ironically enough, you know, every once in a while, I've been con- confused with being a conservative. So I'm going to throw this out there and tell you that, you know, I have no problem with them going out of business. I, I, don't, I don't wish it on anybody. But here's the issue. You get all these big companies that decide that they want to go offshore and make their company based out of uh, Norway or Grand Caymans or some of these other countries. And then they say in a time like this or in 2008 or in the year 2000 that the United States government, the taxpayer, you and I need to bail these people out. Well, hogwash. If you don't want to be here and pay taxes, I'm going to say, do we care? I mean, we care, but should the U.S. taxpayer be the one bailing out these companies that don't pay taxes? I really don't think so. I, I love these. I always We get these messages. Lisa, you probably not have seen this before, and I don't know if you can see it on your screen because I know you've got a smaller screen there. Facebook user, so it means that it's something coming in that it's probably on one of the socials that will say who it is, but they're just into drinking, haha, drinking early. I'm going to say maybe we're not drinking early. Maybe it's just we're only admitting to it today. Hey, I just you know that. what? I know what I got in my cup, Ron. I, I am not there to hold you accountable. So I've got my cup right here. It's it's uh, a definitely an opaque cup. It's it's, it's coffee. Yeah, it's just black. It's all, all we can see is the black insides. We don't know exactly what's in there. Hey, I just have my drug of choice in there, and that's you know that little pink package of sweet and low. I'm just one of those gross people that like that stuff. A little pink package of sweet and low. They say that causes cancer in laboratory rats, I think. I'm waiting for but it to I, happen. That's what I've been told my entire life. So, you know, I figured live on the edge. <laughs> and, 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 and knowing you as long as I know you, I, I think you really believe that. Uh, I'm just throwing that out there once again. You're like the audio. <laughs> I don't know what um, you said about me. <laughs> it sounded good anyway. <laughs> good morning, Robin. Let's glad to see you with us. I digress. Let's see what else. Uh, Nancy Pelosi still deciding that uh, the United States House of Representatives is non-essential, so they're not working. Fascinating how so many people need to be working. We need to be taking care of the problems of the country, but you know the the House of Representatives they are non-essential. And talking about essential, I guess Wendy's has a bit of a problem because they made a, a business decision. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can, couldn't hear you. I said they've had a bit of a problem before. Yeah, exactly. So here's the here's an issue, Wendy's. Uh, they, they, they've got they made a business decision. Now, what is Wendy's known for? Burgers. Well, my dad used to like their malts or their chocolate shakes. But what does a burger joint do when there's a shortage of fresh meat? Well, they decided that they're just going to be out of the hamburger business because they're not going to substitute frozen beef. Does that make sense to anybody? I mean, let's uh, close the restaurant instead of saying, would anybody not understand in this time for the next couple of months if they had frozen beef instead of fresh beef? Just throw that out there for you. I don't think anybody's going to worry about the the type of beef they're using. Just my opinion, and being that it's my radio show, I share it all the time. Hey, I got some really, really big, big news 
on the mortgage front. This has not hit CNBC. It has not hit Fox Business. MSNB Heha does not know it. One of our one of our colleagues spent an hour one on one with Mark Calabria yesterday, and I'm going to share some of the details of what that conversation was right here on Ron Siegel Radio when we come back. You can reach me anytime. Our off-air number, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990, or com. Connect with us, facebook.com forward slash Radio on Twitter at Ron Siegel. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, shame on you. But the replay is available, Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube. Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. Are you earning a safe, secure 10 plus percent return on your investments? Is your credit score over 800? Are you living in the home of your dreams or simply where you think you can afford? If the answer to any of these questions is no, what are you doing about it? Text ATP to 79564. Complete a three minute complimentary survey, and the area trusted professionals of Ron Siegel Radio will reach out to you to develop a success strategy for you. Again, all you need to do is text ATP to 79564. Did you? know that banks and credit bureaus are rewarded financially if you have bad credit and the worse your credit score is the more money they can make off of you how does that make you feel knowing that banks are getting rich off of your hard-earned money how does it make you feel knowing that if a bank or a credit bureau makes a mistake on your credit report they benefit from it and it hurts you The Fair Credit Report Act of 1971 requires banks and credit bureaus to report only accurate information, and nearly 100% of all credit reports are inaccurate. If you're sick and tired of being broke and tired of being robbed by the banks, you owe it to yourself and to your family to call Rondi. Rondi is a FICO-certified credit professional and has helped thousands of people just like you get out of debt and establish great credit. Rondi's number is 855-608-1990. Again, that's 855-608-1990. Or visit creditsanitizer.com. Again, that website is creditsanitizer.com. Are you a veteran, own a home, and need money? The Siegel Lending Team is here to help veterans refinance and get the money they need. The VA 100 lets you borrow up to 100% of your home value, refinance your mortgages, consolidate credit cards, and lower your payments by an average of $700 a month. And the Siegel Lending Team knows that character means more than a credit score. Call 800-306-1990. That's 800-306-1990. Rate subject to change without notice. Licensed by the California Department of Corporations, NMLS 21037, and DRE number 01869452. Are you a veteran, police officer, firefighter, doctor, nurse, or teacher? If so, you qualify as one of Ron Siegel's VIP heroes, and we have rewards to $5,000 or $10,000 when you buy, sell, or refinance a home with one of the Ron Siegel Radio Partners. As one of the heroes, real estate agents will rebate part of their commission. Lending partners will give a credit at closing. The title company has special published rates, and many other service providers have incentives too. All you need to do is call Ron Siegel Radio at 1-800-306-1990. That's 1-800-306-1990. Or visit VIPHeroProgram.com. Just think about what you will do with all the rebates and incentives from the partners of Ron Siegel Radio. Just call us at 800-306-1990 so we can show you our appreciation for your service. 
You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Show with local and national expert, Ron Siegel. Now, here's Ron. Welcome back to Ron Siegel Radio. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day on Ron Siegel Radio or anytime at 800-306-1990. Well, we uh, lost Lisa for a minute there. Always, <laughs> that's I always kind of funny. Again. No, no. <laughs> the mortgage minute, mortgage minute today being brought to you by our friends at Gold Star Mortgage. When you're ready for that next mortgage, Gold Star has the programs and the products. You just need to make the call again, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990. Looking at the markets, Dow Jones Industrial Average now down, oh, it looks like about 17 points. So the market is getting a little bit better right there. Again, fascinating numbers that the market would be getting better in a time like this with these numbers as they are. We're also looking at the NASDAQ up 92.64 as we speak. My computer's updating so we can really get into the, the bonds. Bonds have been down a bit this morning, which means interest rates up. The 10-year treasury, I told you about that one a little bit earlier. So the 10-year treasury is up seven basis points on the yield, 0.72. The bond down nine basis points, interest rates up slightly. All that information is available on the super secret website. Yes, indeed, that would be google.com. So here's the news on the conversation yesterday. One of our colleagues had a conversation for about an hour yesterday. And it's it's this is firsthand information. It doesn't get any higher level, well, sort of. Based on the Dodd-Frank Act, Dodd-Frank created a entity called the FHFA. The FHFA is led by a gentleman named Mark Calabria. He is appointed by the president, confirmed by the Senate, and under the Dodd-Frank Act, he basically answers to nobody. He can be that, be that there's no congressional oversight of FHFA. The, the, he doesn't have to go and testify in front of Congress if he doesn't want to. He actually, though, can be fired for cause by the President of the United States. Now, Mr. Calabria decided that in the dealing with this pandemic, that if there was going to be loans being bought by the FHFA, which would be the Fannie and Freddie Mac loans, that there was going to be a, if there was a first payment default, if somebody took out a new loan and they defaulted on the first payment, there was going to be a 500 basis point chargeback to the lender. That would be if it was a first-time home buyer. If it was a repeat buyer or a rate and term refinance, first-time default, was going to have a 700 basis point uh, deduction. 700 basis points to put put uh, numbers around that on a $500,000 loan, $35,000 was going to be the chargeback. Investors said, you know something, we don't want to take that risk. Now, Mr. Calabria didn't necessarily hear all that information. Right now, basically, the jumbo market is fairly tight. Uh, I'm sorry, the high balance market is fairly tight. The jumbo market is is even tighter. 
And a lot of the exotic loans are pretty much gone. Bank statement loans and things like that. A lot, there's not a lot of appetite for those things. So what's the new information? Well, in the conversation yesterday, Mr. Calabria was very attentive or, or uh, receptive to understanding that, you know, something, it can help people to have a cash out. There was a part of the conversation. Again, this is not firm that the forbearance programs under the CARES Act may end at the end of this current month. They may be going away. So that might be the end of the automatic forbearance. There are programs coming out that can help people. We may see a cash out refi market again fairly soon. They might throw that 700 basis point clawback on a first time forbearance on our uh, uh, first payment default, which when you really think about it, if somebody's doing a cash out refinance and they're taking, they've still got 25% equity in their property and they're taking cash, not a whole likelihood of somebody doing a default there. So, at least there, there's conversation. They're understanding the position of where lenders are. If they clear some of this uh, um, mystery out of the marketplace, we may end up have, finding that a lot of markets start opening up even more than they are. And I can tell you right now that we haven't had any problems getting loans done at our with our lending team. They just take a little bit more extra work. I mean, you have uh, have to deal with uh, later term verifications. But just a little bit of uh, insight for you. We'll share more of that as the day goes on. That's the Mortgage Minute brought to you by our friends at Gold Star Mortgage. Speaking of our friends and inside information, not inside information, but Lisa Dunn is in the house. I know you spent some time last week virtually with some of, the, some of your fellow uh, board members, real estate board members. Anything new there? Wow, this has really been interesting because normally this time of year, we spend the last week of April in Sacramento. And then two weeks later, uh, usually Mother's Day, I spend on, on a plane going to Washington, D.C. for the National Association of Realtors Legislative um, Meetings. And didn't get to do that this year. Delta Airlines wouldn't give me my money back. I got to go fight with them, but that's okay. And... We are doing which everything. By the, which, by the way, Lisa, that's ridiculous, right? I mean, the fact that the airlines are getting taxpayer money to help them stay afloat, yet the taxpayer themselves are not getting their money back after they've laid the money out and can't, and the service is not being provided. You know, uh, exactly. I, I was so irritated, and I'm sure I can get on the phone, and they'll probably give me a refund because I know people that have done that. But just you know, just going online, it should be real easy. Cancel, charge back my credit card, right? Sure. And no, they're like, we're going to give you a credit you can use until oh, let's see, 2022, and you know. It's like, okay, so you guys are sitting here asking for a bailout, screaming, oh, we're going to have to lay off all of our employees. Well, if you lay off all the employees, they at least get unemployment. And then I'm out $626 because of this. And, you know, just give me my freaking money back. I'm not collecting unemployment. I'm, you know, I'm waiting patiently for SBA loans to come in to help cover costs for my company. Um you know, that's a whole, you know, that would be a wonderful topic to discuss today. What's happening to all of the small businesses that we were all told we were going to get help? And we have. 
that's a fascinating subject, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to try and get a uh, a close, close friend of mine to come on the broadcast with me. He actually, timing as it may be, he retired from the SBA March 30th. So he has a lot of contacts at, at higher levels of the SBA, and we may have him come in and talk about what's going on with some of those. But one of the big things that's going to be a big part of that is documentation. There's a lot of people that went and filed for it that really you know, don't necessarily need it. And it's not for me to say whether someone needs it or not, but they're, they, were, they were trying to, to game the system. Yeah, and the system was very easy to game, to be perfectly honest. I mean, you can tell by the first round of um, relief that went out. And it wasn't about who needs it. It was about who had an existing relationship with the lender and who was a big company and who were they going to make more money off of. So, you know, it would be nice to say that maybe some of the small companies, and I'm not, you know, saying it just for me, you know, would it be helpful to have some money come in and cover the office rent for an office that's sitting vacant and a storage area that costs me hundreds of dollars a month holding staging items I can't use? You know, that would be very helpful, um, very helpful, to be perfectly honest. But, you know, I'm not the, you know, let's say the little mom and pop hair salon or nail salon or, you know, a little boutique somewhere or, or whatever companies are out there that are suffering right now. That this money's going to, this is going to be the money that's either going to make them or break them. And, you know what, I, I'm, the, the word bait and switch keeps coming to mind for me. And I don't know who's Dane because I don't think it's me. Yeah, that's 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 fascinating because, you know, I, I do know, I have a friend of mine who's been on the broadcast several times with me that that is the CEO of a, a community bank, and they were working twenty hours a day putting loans through the process. And one of the things that I did get from from Larry in our in our conversations also was the SBA already if i guess in the first what three weeks four weeks of the of the program have generated more loans they've had more loan applications than in the history of the sba and i think we could really anticipate when you're trying to push out you know two trillion dollars from the from the treasury and four trillion dollars from the uh, federal reserve in you know a 10-day period i mean they came out with this bill they passed it on tuesday and they're planning on starting it on friday you can almost bet there's going to be a lot of of unintended consequences you just can't put all the safeguards and lisa you know this better than most because you spend so much time um working with the the different legislators in california and in washington that it takes and and the, and the piece of legislation that you've also helped author under other people's names, right? That it takes a long time to go through all the fine print and get all the details out, you know, and then to try and do this massive project in just a couple of weeks, it's a, a, a huge undertaking. Yeah, and, and I think it's fair to say that because, you know, like we have the unemployment system set up here in California that was not set up to handle um unemployment claims from independent contractors and gig workers, which, you know, it took them a long time to get that page set up. And now, you know, people are still having a hard time getting on it. And 
I think that they really underestimated the need uh, that you, you've got millions of people that are worried and scared, but you also have millions of people saying, hey, government money machine goes burr and here it comes and, you know, give me the money whether I need it or not. And I think, you know, for example, you know, the Lakers, you know, I mean, they probably had somebody sitting in their office saying, hey, we have on the Laker staff, not the AEG staff or whatever who, you know, their staff is. Oh, we have less than 500 employees. Let's file for some free government money. Sure. You know, I mean, really? Really? You know, maybe the guy thought they were going to get a promotion or the girl or whoever thought they were going to get a promotion for, you know, getting a couple of million dollars from the government. How many small businesses? No, no, granted, they return the money. But how many small businesses could have used those millions, divvied it up over hundreds of small businesses just to give them enough money to stay afloat. And we're not talking millions of dollars for these small businesses. We're talking thousands, maybe tens of thousands, but we're talking thousands of dollars that can just help somebody keep the lights on another month, you know, help them, you know, keep a couple of employees on because we all know you have to keep the employees on or else you're going to have to pay the stuff back. And a lot of people think it's just, again, free money coming from the government. If you don't account for this stuff, you're going to have to pay for it. And well, I think that's something a lot of people. I was I was uh, debating some folks yesterday on conversations that even those that I mean, because you're going to have to do a lot of paperwork to uh, convert that loan to a grant. And I submit that there's a whole lot of people that are going to say, you know, something. I don't mind having having to pay that back. Because I'm going to have several years to pay it back. I don't know what the exact number is. At 1% interest. Where can you go and get a 1% interest loan? Right? And the other thing that I think we're going to see, and we'll talk about this when we come back, is how many people are going to realize that, you know something, maybe we better start paying taxes. Right? You talk about the hair salons, the nail salons, where the predominant amount of the money is, I mean, my wife goes to one salon that, they don't take checks. They don't take credit cards. They don't take Venmo, but they do take Benjamin Franklin's. I wonder how much of that is actually getting reported to the to the government. But we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Ron Siegel Radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets. We will also chat why home equity is a bright spark in the housing market. And I might have to push off again. Coronavirus mortgage relief, what you need to know. We'll talk all about that and more. You can reach me anytime. Our off-air number, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990, or ronsegalradio.com. Connect with us, facebook.com forward slash ronsegalradio. On Twitter, at Ron Siegel. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, shame on you. But the replay is available, Ron Siegel 1, on YouTube. Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. Siegel Lending Team offers you buying power. Let's say you can afford a monthly mortgage payment, including principal and interest, of around $1,900. With today's rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage of 3.75%, APR 3.85%, that payment could support a $416,000 mortgage. But if you wait and rates tick up to around 6.5%, which is roughly the average home mortgage rate over the past 30 years, that same $1,900 mortgage payment, including principal and interest, may only be able to support a $314,000 mortgage. That's over $100,000 worth of home. You're 
missing out on by waiting. That's buying power. All you need to do to get started is reach out to the Siegel Lending Team at 800-306-1990. That's 800-306-1990. Or visit SiegelLendingTeam.com. That's S-I-E-G-E-L LendingTeam.com. Payment example excludes taxes and insurance. Call us for full details, 800-306-1990. That's 800-306-1990. Or SiegelLendingTeam.com. Equal housing lender, licensed under NMLS number 217037. Are you purchasing or own a luxury home? If you're like so many others, your home is your largest asset and the mortgage is your largest debt. The Siegel Lending Team has some amazing financing opportunities right now. Jumbo loans up to $2 million, 30-year rates below 4%, 15-year rates near 35 and if you can believe it, 7-year interest-only hybrids in low threes. The Siegel Lending Team has all the options for your jumbo or second home loan requirements. Take advantage of them while you can. To learn more about all the other financing products available from the Siegel Lending Team, call 1-800-306-1990. That's 1-800-306-1990. Or visit SiegelLendingTeam.com. That's S-I-E-G-E-L LendingTeam.com. Again, call 1-800-306-1990. Rates subject to change without notice. Licensed by NMLS ID 217037 and 145502. Eagle Housing Lender. Homeowners that are 62 and older are about to find out a great way to live a better retirement. It's called a reverse mortgage, and SLT can help you learn more. Call the Siegel Lending Team at 800-306-1990 right now to receive your free booklet with no obligation. It answers questions like how a reverse mortgage works, how much you qualify for, the ways to receive your money, and more. When you call the experts at Siegel Lending Team today, you'll learn the benefits of a government-insured reverse mortgage mortgage, how it will eliminate your monthly mortgage payments, and give you tax-free cash from the equity in your home. Here's the best part. You still own your home. Now is the best time to take control of your retirement. Call 800-306-1990. That's 800-306-1990 to get your free brochure. Call today or visit our website at SiegelLendingTeam.com. That's S-I-E-G-E-L LendingTeam.com or simply call 800-306-1990. You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Show with local and national expert Ron Siegel. Now, here's Ron. Welcome back to Ron Siegel Radio. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day on Ron Siegel Radio. Or anytime at 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990. The Mortgage Minute today being brought to you by our friends, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the real-time real estate segment being brought to you by the area trusted real estate professionals of Ron Siegel Radio. Text SLT Home Digest to 79564SLT Home Digest. 79564. Find out exactly what the market knows about your property. I'm sorry, what the market believes about your property, what the county recorder, they're the ones that know about your property. So we'll get that to you. It's all free from SLT Home Digest. You get that report. I've got the information streaming along the bottom of the screen right there. Hopefully it's showing up. So what is going on in the real estate market? If I've got my screen showing up, and it's always fun on my screens, and especially when I get friends of mine that decide that right during the middle of a broadcast, we're going to get phone calls, so that kind of makes life fun. Why is home equity 
why home equity is a bright spark in the housing market, given how we have seen more unemployment claims than ever before over the past several weeks. Fear is spreading widely. Some good news, however, shows that more than 4 million initial unemployment filers have likely already found a new job, especially as industries such as healthcare, food and grocery stores, retail, delivery, and more increase their employment opportunities, breaking down what unemployment means for home ownership and understanding the significant equity Americans hold today are important parts of seeing the picture clearly when sorting through this uncertainty. One of the biggest questions right now is whether this historic unemployment rate will initiate a new surge of foreclosures in the market. It's a very real fear. We hear that all the time from people is, are we going to start getting more foreclosures? Are we going to get more? What's going to happen? You know, and anytime we come up with these different issues, that becomes a, a, a real, a real live fear for people. They don't know. We, we, we don't know what's, what's ahead. Right. So that's one of the big issues that we're constantly dealing with is, is what are some of the numbers going to look like when we, as we go forward? So staggering numbers, actually many reasons. I, and again, I, from the information that we did get from Mark Calabria, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, real-time numbers, this is not estimates, 6.4 million homes or 6.4 million Fannie and Freddie-owned loans are in that forbearance project right now. So 6.4 just for them, despite that staggering number of claims. Actually, many reasons why we don't see a significant number of foreclosures like we did during the housing crash 12 years ago. The amount of equity homeowners have today is a leading differentiator in the current market. Today, according to John Burns Consulting, 58.7% of homes in the U.S. have at least 60% equity. That number is drastically different than it was in 2008 when the housing bubble burst. The last recession was painful, and when prices dipped, many found themselves owing more on their mortgage than their homes were worth. Homeowners simply walked away at that point. Now, 42.1% of all homes in the country are mortgage-free, meaning they're owned free and clear, and those homes are not at risk for foreclosure. I've got that information. I think it's showing up on the screen right now for you. In addition, CoreLogic notes the average equity-mortgaged homes have today is, and again, National numbers, $177,000. That's a significant amount. Again, home equity. That's a significant amount that homeowners won't be stepping away from. Even in today's market, I don't think you're going to walk away from $177,000 in home equity. I think I've got that chart. I'm not sure if that one popped up yet or not. There it is. Okay. In essence, the amount of equity homeowners have today positions them to be in a much better place than they were in 2008. The fear and uncertainty we feel right now are very real. It's not going to be easy. We can, however, see strength in our current market through homeowner equity. And as I shared with you a little bit ago, if we can get the uh, FHFA to make some modifications and take some of the first payment risk out, that's... 700 basis points, or they were talking 10, uh, 1,000 basis points, 10% hit. We may see some liquidity there. If you can go and get some money out of your property, and I'm not a big fan of taking home equity to live on, right? That's an investment that you want to use for retirement or something like that. But, you know, something sometimes you have to do what you have to do to survive. And if it means take 
some money out of your property, hopefully at that point you'll learn that, you know something, have a emergency fund. Everybody needs that emergency fund. We've talked about it for years. Have six to 12 months worth of money that if God forbid something like this happened again, and maybe you'll be alive 100 years from now if it happens again in 100 years, right? Have that money set aside. That's the real-time real estate segment again brought to you by Area Trusted Real Estate Professionals of Ron Siegel Radio. Text SLT Home Digest to 79564. Continuing our conversation, Lisa Dunn is in the house. We've been chatting about all sorts of things. We were talking, and it's fun when Lisa comes on because Lisa follows the news from a generally from a, a different perspective than me. And yes. I think it's great. No, I think it's great, Lisa, because you come no, on I mean, and, and we can have a, an intellectual conversation. We we have that relationship where we can agree to disagree and we're still friends. Exactly. And in my, in in my world, at least I find that I can learn by listening to what Lisa has to say. I don't have to agree with her. Jay Kaplan comes on same exact issue. We, we rarely agree politically, but we both learn from one another. Exactly. And, and, and you can, you can, you can have a, a respectful disagreement, respectful conversation. But before the break, we were talking about some of these, the PPP program and the EIDL, the IDLE program that was put together in a heartbeat with a ton of, of loopholes and unintended consequences. And, and I think the money went to sometimes in some instances, and you never know what's in somebody else's bank account, right? I'm going to submit, Lisa, because I, I was listening to what you were saying about the Lakers, and I agree with you to a certain extent. But if you've got a $200 million payroll and you've got absolutely nothing coming in, even the wealthiest of people are going to run out pretty quick. Right? I mean, to, you if know you what have, I say about that? Boo hoo. They, they should have some money in the bank. Well, they, you're right. I mean, but you look. But you look at how I do feel you bad th- for the people at Staples Center that are working the concession stands oh, and the ticket people and the ushers. Those people are hurting. Um, I have some secondhand experience in the uh, sports management industry, and most of their lower end employees are disposable anyhow. So, you know, you don't know if you're going to have a job for longer than a year when when you get hired on because of the nature of the business. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm sure that people were affected. Um, they have deep pockets. They have plenty of money to draw off of, uh, unlike a dog groomer that could be her just herself in her little van trying to go from point A to point B. You know, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I kind of side with the little guy because the little guy guys are the ones being hurt. You know something, and... and- and I look at some of those things, and 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 I, I'm I'm in your boat as well in this instance because I know that the people that are working, the vast majority of the people that are working from the from what I've seen, when I go to a baseball game, and you know I I, I will be the first to admit that I'm blessed. I usually get very good seats, um, and in many instances we have in seat service, and the people that are are the the, the staff there. I think they make most of their money on gratuities, right? Yeah. And they're not getting that money. 
Right. I mean, well, you know, I think they have to report them. They have to report their tips. Um, you know, I think the people that are really going to get nailed in this are the people that weren't paying their taxes, the people that were doing under the table work. And, you know, now they're like, oh, government's giving free money. I better go get it. Well, you weren't paying into the system. I mean, I will tell you this. I paid into the system. I'm still paying into the system. We're talking tens of thousands of dollars a year paying into the system. And I'm not asking for much. I'm asking for enough to cover my rent for three to four months. And that's not much money. But I paid into the system. And... Am I going to see anything? I don't think so. I'm not a big enough fish for where I bank. I'm, you know, I'm, even though I've banked with them for years, ever since they absorbed my previous bank during the, the meltdown. But, you know, that's where the injustice kind of is. And people do have to realize you are going to have to document this stuff. Um, PPPs for paying uh, payroll costs, it's, you know, the payroll protection program. So if you don't have payroll, you know, um, and and I think a lot of it just came out of, you know, the way it was presented at the front end that there's free money. You can get $10,000 on the uh, EIDL loan. You can get your costs covered on the PPP. Then all of the information came out. Then people who were counting on it didn't get it or they haven't gotten it yet. I mean, I know people that still haven't gotten the... Um, badly named stimulus money, more like survival money. Um, you know, they haven't received that yet in my household. I mean, you know, I have a son who's needs the money far worse than me. I ended up with $2,400 in my bank account I didn't expect to get. And he hasn't seen his yet. Um, you know, it's just, it's kind of like what we said before. It's not, we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same storm. Everybody's boat is different. And it's just going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that the small businesses make it, uh, you know, go out and support a restaurant um, or support, you know, whoever can go out and make a dollar here, and especially the innovative people. Ron and I, we, we talked about this earlier, you know, take the person who is in their previous, previous life, um, you know, had to rely on, you know, a whole lot of interaction at a certain spot. Well, if they're innovative and said, we're going to change our, our business so we can continue to offer services, hey, support those people because, you know, this is how we're all going to stay afloat. We all have to adapt. And, and you know something, the part, a lot of what you said, I, I agree wholeheartedly with almost everything you said there. The biggest thing I, I would say is, you know, when you talk about that, that we're in the same storm, the storm really is the worst in your own seat, right? I mean, I can, and I'm, I'm like you, Lisa, I'm out working every day. I'm, I'm in, you were both in real estate. There's still homes selling. There are those people that are not selling any homes. Those are the ones that are back home saying that there's nothing selling. So they're, they're proving exactly. that. Pretty and they're also the ones waiting for the unemployment money when you have to say how much money you earned. And it's right. like, wow, you weren't making anything. You really shouldn't be getting anything. Right. Damn. Yeah. So and 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 the so so we're, your your own moccasins are always going to be the tightest moccasins. So, but I you know I, I, a couple of points that you made there that I really just want to reiterate because I'm doing it. I'm living. It's not like I'm I'm recommending it. You know, I obviously I like to eat. I talk about that all the time. So 
you know, we're going, we don't go to the chains, to the big chains. You know, I'm not going to a Ruth Chris or a Mastro's or something like that. I ain't a Ruth Chris, I'll tell you that. So. <laughs> right. But, but, you know, something, um, we're, we're going to the local, uh, the local Cafe Rio, right? We're going to a Raising Canes. They opened a store two months ago, three months ago. Now, somebody bought a franchise, put a whole lot of money into it. And, you know, all of a sudden their business is gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, go to the, go in, and, and I love the idea where I'm hearing some people that are saying they're, they're going out and just buying gift cards from some of the smaller yeah. companies, helping them well, survive. I'll tell you, yesterday I went to my favorite place in the world. I'm going to give them a free shout out right now to Do Fresco in Rancho Santa Margarita in Orange County. Uh, it's just, you know, a wonderful atmosphere. Um, you know, I always called it my own personal cheers and they have adapted so well on the takeout front that it was amazing. I mean, the food was, was great, probably even better than when I had it in house, but the touches that they gave, you know, you can, they give you free gelato while you're waiting for your food. And they give you a roll of toilet paper in a little bag with the $5 gift card. I mean, it was really an exceptional um, experience getting takeout from them. And do you think I'm not going to be back? I'm going to try to be back once a week because... They... I didn't know that. I could use some toilet paper. There's a there's a Tuta Fresco right by me in Orange. I don't and... know. Check with them and see if they're handing out the, the toilet paper. But, it, I mean, it really I, was I always if you go on my Instagram story today, you can you can see all of the goodies that I got. I mean, it was just really amazing. And the experience was was good. And I'll do whatever I can to keep them afloat. I'm doing the same thing, trying to, uh, you know, switch up neighborhood restaurants. I've been supporting a local independent Mexican market that just has phenomenal um, meats and, and dairy products and stuff. And, you know, it's this is the time that, that we need to be out there taking care of our neighbors. One way or now, let, me ask, let me ask you this question because you know and obviously none of it we 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 learned from experience right so during the dot-com bubble everyone became scared of buying certain types of, of stocks that were for companies that were not making any money mm -hmm. right then we went to the housing industry and everybody said well you can't buy a house for the next 10 years even though some did and a lot of young people were were scared of it and the tenure of home ownership increased people weren't selling their houses as quickly. Do you think that now there's going to be a change where somebody like yourself who has had a banking relationship for a long time is going to now say, I want to go to the community banker? You know, I wanted to do that after the recession, but to be perfectly honest, and this is a pretty rotten answer, I didn't want to have to go through setting up all of the bill pay and all of that stuff. And I probably should have because my bank really doesn't care about me at all, at all, by any means. And uh, I'm not going to say who it is, but it's one of the big ones normally known with two initials and of is not one of them. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> it, it just really is disheartening. It's like, you know, I and it's not I'm not rich by any stretch but I have more than three digits in a bank account and I've been, you know, they've got my personal, they got my business, they got, you know, my corporate, they got everything. And I'm just getting answers of like, Oh, well, we have your application. Please be patient. And 
you know, I, I'm, I'm done. I think if this goes on, I'll have time on my hands where I can set up uh, my, my uh, bill pay. But, you know, it would be nice. It would be nice to be out there supporting uh, everybody that we can. And, and one note I do want to mention before, you know, we run out of time here. You know, you were talking about, um, you know, people in forbearance and, and people, you know, making it sound like doom and gloom on the foreclosure front. Actually, the real estate market overall is really strong. It's real—it's like it was in a drug-induced coma. But the cool thing is, is we had like inventory drop, demand drop. But guess what? They're balanced and there's still business going on. In fact, right now we're starting to see an uptick um, in demand. So, you know, we're poised to come out of this pretty strong Um I wouldn't say expect rising prices if I was a seller. I would say you still have to be very realistic on your pricing. And as a buyer, you're not going to find screaming deals because these people do have equity in their homes. They're not going to be handing them back to the banks. And I really don't think the banks are going to want them. So, you know, this could be a good opportunity for some people to make a move up, which we all know now how important our home is to us because we spend so much time here. And we're going to be seeing a really interesting shift, I think, in who's buying and who's selling. And I don't think we're going to be seeing a whole lot of foreclosures. I think there's going to be people that are willing to, to work on it a little bit. Again, I think it was misrepresented at first. Oh, forbearance, don't worry, blah, blah, blah. Well, then after you've already asked for it, do you start finding out about this, that, and the other thing? And, you know, I think a lot right of people, people got misled on that. Right. I mean, I, yes. I went and did a, a I did a broadcast and I, I, I was shouting from the, the rooftops when our California governor came and said, basically, everybody could skip making three, three house payments. Well, he said it so early on that he really didn't know what the total ramifications were going to be. You're right. It's not going to uh, affect one's credit score. But it's going to be noted on the credit report saying that a payment hasn't been made, but it's not late. Yeah, in fact, I got a question in on a watch party that I'm holding on one of my Facebook pages uh, saying, um, uh, would somebody be able to obtain a new mortgage after doing a forbearance? No. Basically, what's going to happen? Yeah, what's going to really, what's, what we've heard from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac already. And this goes to something that that is not going to be told, discussed from the government. This is coming from the lenders. Is they're going to put overlays out there that are going to really say that if you're not capable of making the mortgage, we're, we're not going to be doing a – it's going to be kind of like the loan mods uh, 10 or 12 years ago. They're going to say, okay, we've got to show 12 months of payment history where you've actually made the payments. And then they're going to be looking at that from a 12 to 24 months out is when the that's going to be able to be uh, go in for a new new loan, and that's basically going to be done as a for, as a overlay. And one thing that I noticed that was very interesting was I was in the process of doing a rate and rate and terms refi on a VA Earl loan right when all of this was going on. I mean, the first week of the shutdown, I had a mobile notary come to my house. I mean, it was weird. You know, the whole thing was just weird, but. Ever since it closed, I keep getting all of these emails. Are you having trouble? Do you need to do a forbearance? And I'm like, you know, I hadn't really thought about it because I'm actually fine. Thank you very much. But what if I wasn't? And it's just like every day I'm getting something from my lender 
you know, asking me if I, you know, need help, if I need, you know, need help on this and help on that. It's like, why don't you wait until I make my first loan payment? Maybe instead of giving me this possible out that I may not understand right. what I'm getting myself into if I'm just, you know, Joe homeowner on the street. And I know that they have to do these things to a point, but it's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, hey, dude, wait a minute. You know, can I, let my, can I let the loan docs cool first before you're yeah. giving me an option to get myself in trouble? So the the issue that you're talking about, though, is going to be a little bit different than the Fannie and Freddie. What they've already come out with through HUD, and HUD actually oversees the FHA loans, the VA loans, and the USDA loans. What the secretary has come out, that comes from the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, He's come out and said that they're issuing for the asking a three-month forbearance. And what their program is, is they're going to be putting that as kind of like a silent second. So you, it, it's going to go interest-free, having to be paid off when you pay off the loan, or it'll be forgiven at the, at the end. So they've oh, got a maybe I need to answer that email. <laughs> Yeah, they've got, a, they've got a different issue right there. But we're going to continue sharing this information. And, and Lisa, I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate all the comments coming in uh, through the through our, our social channels. Harry, I think we got uh, most of your comments, and I agree with you. Loan mods are going to come back if the defaults get very bad. I don't know that we're going to see the, the REOs just because of how much equity there is in properties. But that's just a little bit of information there. As always, we ask, set that first radio preset button, to come back here and join Ron Siegel Radio, where we only speak about items affecting your house and your bank account. Thanks to all of our sponsors. A big thanks to John, who's engineering us today. And, of course, a special thanks to you for spending a little bit of your day with us. That's all for Ron Siegel Radio. Again, if you want to meet any of our guests, if you'd like me to put you in touch with Lisa Dunn, give me a call. 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990. RonSiegelRadio.com. And remember, make a lot of money so you can help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time on Ron Siegel Radio.